to Conversation with a Geographer. I'm Mike DeVivo, Professor of Geography at Grand Rapids Community College. And today, we're really fortunate to have Chris Lukenbiel, Professor of Geography at the University of Arizona. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, we're really, really looking forward to you being able to share your your biography and your stories about about your career. Um, as 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 we uh, discuss in all of these interviews, just about, can you comment on how you got inspired to pursue geography as a field of study? Was there anything in your childhood that might have captivated you? Yeah, um, I like to say that the story is what maybe twofold. Usually there's a, a person involved, a, a, a geographer too, but I'm a, a Navy brat. Uh, my father was a captain in the Navy when he retired and moving around the U.S. a lot, not not internationally, but spinning, um, traveling East Coast, West Coast, moving every two years. That just really inspired me to, you know, all the diversity of landscapes and stuff. And then finally, um, when I started college early on in Eugene, Oregon, I um, started at Lane Community College. Really? With Joe, yes, with Joe Searle. And Joe he also, Searle. He was an adjunct at the U of O as well. Yes, I took He was Joe very to devoted to geographic <laughs> education. <laughs> Very much so, and a cultural geographer and a, a connoisseur of cultural landscapes, mm -hmm. too, and took all of his classes in, at, at Lane Community College, and he got, I started at U of O in geography because of him. Mm -hmm. He passed away pretty recently, but I kept in touch with him off and on, but mm -hmm. he, he was the first one that got me into geography, and then um, was a landscaper for a number of of years like 15 20 years in my and eugene and eugene and in the san francisco bay area mm -hmm. um yeah i used to work the work the cruise um in eugene you'd put the rain gear on for eight mm -hmm. months a year. yeah um but then in the bay area i went to cal state hayward and a slew of cultural geographers really um got me involved in and I would say the sour tradition. Mm -hmm. Mainly, uh, Tina Kennedy was new there at the time, but the first female geographer hired at Cal State Hayward, which was great. Um, but um, David Larson and Herb Eater and mm -hmm. Scott Stein, David Wu, all, they had a, a wonderful geography department back in the day at Cal State Hayward. They were really influential yeah. for quite yeah. some time. I guess now it's called East Bay. Yeah, and at the time they were, you know, what was it, eighties, um, very much a like a, a sour secondary mm -hmm. school, right? Know, most of them were out of Berkeley, so getting that sort of um, what traditional cultural geography training really inspired me. Yeah, and then, so go ahead. and so you took a bachelor's degree at Hayward State. I did a. Bachelor's of Science, and I did my master's there mm -hmm. as well. Um, and then I went down to San Diego State right when they started the SESU Santa Barbara degree, that dual mm -hmm. degree. That, that was, was in the mid-90s, right? 
in the yeah i graduated in 2000 started in 95 mm-hmm. and i was in the first 10 people to graduate from the program so that was that was pretty exciting i worked with Stuart aiken um wonderful right, fellow yeah very an exemplary geographer i was really excited at the time because um they had he had just came out with the geography of film book with mm-hmm. Leo Zahn. And so I went down there to, to work on the early, early roots of film geography back in the day in the, in the nineties. That was a, a great program at the time. Mm-hmm. Who else uh, did you work with there that may have influenced you or Oh my gosh. Well, Larry you? Ford. Larry oh, Ford. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry and um, Stu at, at San Diego and uh, Keith Clark for um, cartography oh, GIS sure. at Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and um, Jim Proctor, who ended up at Willamette University in the Environmental Studies Department. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- those four were. I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty stellar crew to have on your um, <laughs> on, on your committee or as advisors, I should say, yeah. for sure. Especially, I mean, Larry Ford, I don't know. There are not many people that uh, trekked in as many cities as he has across the globe. Oh, his lectures were always inspirational. They'd always include jokes and and fun tidbits of information on the cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any colleagues in particular that you, you found to be uh really really captivating uh individuals that 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 assisted you in 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 the way that you move forward at san diego state in that days i know you did an interview with irene nass yes orange county community college she was a peer of mine um very nice and very good at geographic education yeah. Oh, I would say uh, Reg Gollage at Santa Barbara. If oh. you talk about, uh, GeoEd, I remember going out and doing um, kindergarten and first grade lectures on mental maps because of him, you know, during you know, the awareness weeks. Reg yeah. Gollage was a wonderful fellow as well and a stellar geographer. He actually, he actually attended a, a presentation I delivered at an NCGE meeting where I talked about leadership in academic geography. And he, he asked yes. me to have it published. And I later worked on it some more and it became my book in leadership. But I know. That's, I, that's what I was thinking about. Just yeah. like, I have to look right over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you had you, you had you had a, a wonderful group of advisors and mentors and and colleagues. So there you were at San Diego State. What were you what were you um, engaged in as far as your research went? Um, I at the time was doing um what did I do for the dissertation? I did uh, research with the San Diego Film Commission. Right. So I was, I was, it was kind of what at the period of that postmodernism where they, uh, the new cultural geographers were looking at at representations. Old cultural geographers were doing field work. So I was trying to combine a little bit of both by getting out in the field and looking at the locations filmed in San Diego, putting them on maps and. Um, than trying to figure out, you know, the representation side of it too. 
mm-hmm. which is really really fun. I don't think they have a film commission there anymore today, but they were they were really big with bad television shows on the cable networks in the nineties, like mm-hmm. Rene- Renegade and Stu. What was it? Um, Stu Seagal Productions was it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Silk stockings. That was the other big one. Silk yeah. stockings. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> well, but, yeah. Well, and and you've you've done that research or something like it anyway throughout your career. I recall looking at some of your presentations at AAG meetings where you examined film and uh, engaged yeah. in really the interpretation of the landscape around it. Exactly. That for me, that was. I'd started that in my master's um, that cinema was for me just an out what a, a part of landscape, but more of the Dennis Cosgrove kind of tradition mm-hmm. of pictorial landscapes, but in the modern form where you have set of the the paintings, you have pictures in motion, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that's why I, I really got into it and um, I've stayed with it ever since. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, there aren't many of you people involved in film and geography, although it seems to be a growing field. Yeah, no, it's the, it became that um, there's a media and communication specialty group now in the AAG and that's, oh, and as well as the, the film showing group with Joseph mm-hmm. Palis and Jessica Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's grown quite a bit and diversified. I later got involved with media geography things like the doing like media geographies with Susan Maines and Julie mm-hmm. couples, things like sure. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's become a lot more prominent with the today's mediated societies and digital communities, you know? Absolutely. Well, going back to San Diego state. So you took a PhD in 2000. Talk mm-hmm. about what happened after that. So I should mention, out of that first 10 people, the two other prominent names I can think of is John Rogan, who's a professor at Clark University, mm-hmm. and Jennifer Miller, who's professor and chair at UC Austin, or, um, Austin Texas, mm-hmm. right now. We're also in my cohort. Um, and when I got out of there, and I have to say thanks to Mike DeVivo, um, <laughs> I did the okay. I did the one thing that I should say, do not do this in your PhD, which was I hosted the California Geographic Society conference and chaired that so that I could get my committee members from Santa Barbara down for the session uh, and I think you know asked asked them to present um, and then defended my dissertation during the the conference. But Mike helped me get connected with Leo Yatcher, and which got me my first job at um, Southern Connecticut State University, which was a wonderful place to be for, um, was there for three years, 2000 through 2003, yeah. And um, uh, I mean, New Haven has its assets and liabilities. Tell me, what was your favorite pizza place in New Haven? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pepe's, of course. You're, you're a Pepe's guy. <laughs> I was okay. a Pepe's guy, yeah. You know, I mean, there's Pepe's or Sally's. What are you going to choose, know. you know? I, it was Pepe's for me. Okay. <laughs> and, so, and so from from New Haven, you then went to uh, Tempe, I guess, huh? I, went, I was hired at Arizona State University. Um, was fortunate to work with Dan Ariola. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
a prominent cultural geographer on the U.S.-Mexico border. And Kevin McHugh, um, who's a, a cultural geographer as well, does all kinds of things. Um, Kevin's still there. Was there 2003 through 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and got really involved with um, their master's in GIS program there and really enjoyed it. Just started doing night school a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um and I still do that today with the MSGIST program at the U of, U of A. But at ASU, it was great. At, at, it's the professional community. So mm-hmm. it'd be like your students would go. It was really nice to be able to answer the question that I couldn't to my parents in my youth. Of, what are you going to do with that geography degree? You know, teach? And I'm like, well, yeah, I did that. But now I can get students jobs in, you know, with the techno- geographic technologies, which is really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And where were they getting jobs at at the time? Oh my goodness, the we started that program in 2003 and it's still going strong today. It's the I think it's the third largest in the US in terms of degrees granted in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um they it, in 2003 in the early years it was pr- pr- a lot was a uh, government work or, mm-hmm. or city county work but it would be all branches so people would think of it departments and planning but it could be transportation neighborhoods um we had a few in the assessor's offices um they went they went everywhere um today after geez i guess i've been doing it for 20 years in the state of arizona i have over 300 alumni um in the state alone that are working just in various positions it's it's amazing that the the diversity of jobs you can get with GIS these days. Certainly, can can you um, provide some some input as as we discuss this with regard to the value of a geographical perspective while engaged in GIS analysis? And I ask this because there are so many GIS programs that are developing today that are yeah. outside of geography programs. Would you care to comment on that for a moment? Oh, yeah. I'd like to say that my skill as a cartographer, I'm a cultural geographer and cartographer, is spatial thinking. Just the um, how do you logically think about space and place? And how would you apply that those sort of logical constructs into technology? Um, so oftentimes I can s- solve problems for people just as a geographer and then translate it into the technology. Um, so I find a lot of times with students that I get, it's it's kind of teaching them that spatial thinking skills and you know, how to how to go about problem solving with space is, is as you know, is a little different than just uh, problem solving without thinking of space and place. Well, absolutely. And it requires us as geographers to oftentimes integrate a number of different phenomena, you know, on 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 really uh, basically different coverages and and integrating them to examine a landscape. Sometimes we do this mentally and then there are those times that we might be able to do it visually uh, and explain these phenomena to others. But but this is something I think that geographers are accustomed to doing. And other 
disciplines or other fields may be more inclined to engage in the technological application without engaging in the analysis or without engaging in the thought of it too the how to 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 think about it differently and mm -hmm. that's yeah that's been really exciting i think that's also you know, for me the technologies and as well as got me into the as i mentioned with reg college was i early i got into geographic education early on with the um K through 12, and then later uh, more in the higher education. Um, but I, I felt like that was really like bringing those two pieces together, showing the modern geography is sure. is is lodged in. If you have the the technology education as well, you're gonna you're gonna do pretty well in you know in a career. Well, and and you. You inferred a, a, a moment ago that there is great value in having some cartographic skill as well, which is quite different than merely engaging in the GIS application. But in terms oh, yeah. of being able to design uh, a thematic map, and, and that that oh, will be that will be easily interpreted by the uh, intended audience. So. I well over 25 years of teaching cartography now i i have to i can still say if you can make it if a student can one student can make a really nice looking map and the other person can't the one that can is going to get the job <laughs> it, it really counts for something and it it makes people stand out um mm -hmm. in, in their groups too especially today with the maps going uh, with web mapping and stuff too that the, the whole process of the aesthetics and applying the cartographic conventions at multiple scales is has gotten a little more complex but if you take the same principles that what i just spoke of the person that's going to get the job is going to sure. be the better cartographer yeah so you i want you want your product to look good yeah so i want my students to all know cartography very well because it, it it has paid off um mm -hmm. it's been a proven remedy to getting jobs out there well, certainly, uh, certainly employment for geographers is very important. That's for sure. And uh, one, one thing that I guess GIS has brought to the table is uh, a high level of employability for geographers yeah. in, the, in, in, in the workforce, whether it's in the private sector or in the government sector. Yes. Um, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about um, your service to the profession, if you will, or you talked about organizing the California Geographical Society Conference at San Diego State in 2000, and um, you've been a, a very important uh, officer in the uh, Association of Pacific Coast Geographers, serving as president not too long ago. Can you comment on the value of engaging in that kind of service? Oh, yeah. I started with the CalGeog in the late 80s and mm -hmm. APCG in 1990. I did Nestville in New England mm -hmm. for a little while when I was there uh, with Leon. Um, as well as I've been with the AAG. I'm a lifetime member of the AAG as mm -hmm. well. Um, but I've 
prefer to do my service more locally, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel that for me, the impact's been a lot greater. Um, I want to say that the my peers and mentors like yourself and others I've met at, at the regional conferences and um, people like Jenny Zorn. Mm-hmm. And, Wonderful and other, geographer. Yeah, and other past presidents of mm-hmm. um, APCG have just it's just delightful to 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 go back to those conferences and and see the people that inspired me and their presentations and i think it's it's really something when you're just starting in the field to be young and be thrown in with i remember my first session at the apcg had larry ford in it and i was just like in awe that i'm in a session with larry you know uh, I wasn't at San Diego State at the time, mm-hmm. but th- things like that were really in it. It it made me want to be involved, made me want to come back and do things. And so, I've I hosted the Western. What do we do? The Western Graduate School um, Conference before the mm-hmm. CGS in '98, I think it was. Um, we had um, oh my goodness, I can't even remember who we had, but. We hosted that conference, and I did two conferences for the APCG, one at um, in Phoenix at ASU with Dan Ariola, and hosted one down here in Tucson in 2014 when I was vice president, and as you mentioned, president after that. But yeah, no, I feel like service is the way to get, um, to get networked, to get connected, to kind of know what's going on in your field, too, um, and the APCG is is rich in cultural geography, which was very helpful for me. Um, yeah, and sometimes you get at the AEG and you it's just so big. It just you don't know where to go and what to do. And it, the, it is big. The regionals can really help you with with kind of getting connected a little bit better. Well, I mean, the AAG has had uh, conferences or annual meetings with ten thousand or so. I yeah. mean, the the most recent one wasn't, and we expect, I think, 5,000 in Hawaii. But that's a far cry from the one to 300 or so that are going to come to the Association of Pacific Coast Geographers annual meeting. And yeah. uh, being, being in the Pacific Coast region, it's usually in an interesting place. Yeah, that's true. And, I should mention, though, that I have done a lot of service with the AAG. It's just usually been at a smaller role. Mm-hmm. So the last time that they were at Hawaii, I think it was 97, um, we started the, uh, I think I did 15 sessions on film geography oh. <laughs> there. And then we followed it up for like five or six years with film and media. And mm-hmm. it became um, kind of a regular session thing that led to the media specialty group and um she's a couple couple books as well you know came out of that but it it really helped us spawn a larger movement within the sort of media geography community nationally and internationally and so i'm very thankful for you know having done that as well well those with the oh just one other one i can think of it was more apcg but aeg related was um, I served for a long time as the geography bowl coach for the mm-hmm. APCG at the AAG. And also before that was a student on the Pacific coast team. 
And that was wonderful because you, you know, you not only get to meet all the other regional groups, but you can get a night out at the AG and make a little money as a student. You know, <laughs> it was, but, it was quite, delightful. but, but again, you're, you're developing a, a friendship network of yeah. colleagues that will, will persist over the course of years that you can rely on for collaboration and future research or for, for some sound critique of your own work. And so, and so it's not just a matter of networking to get ahead, but in a way, it's really engaging in or with a community so that you yeah. can make yourself better to contribute really to society in a better way. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, the research connections are just as important as the, the, the job and network connections. Um, that, yeah, I've been, I would say that's one of the reasons why I go to Germany a lot now is some of the early connections made mm -hmm. um, with, um, with researchers there and, and minds that do media geography work. But we started back in the, early 2000s at AAG sessions mm -hmm. doing doing papers together and stuff like that. So it's definitely just knowing who to reach out to, to ask questions of, um, you know, for the in-depth questions is, is so nice to have. Well, yeah. And, and it's important for not just, again, your career to blossom, but for the field to, um, to develop even further with this kind of cross collaboration, you know, this cross pollination, I should say, of ideas. It's, oh, yeah. it's very important. And so you, you have a, a great opportunity. So you're going to Germany next month, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, going there and teach a seminar on media geography. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, been going there, as I mentioned, since 2003, actually, but, um, uh, University of Johannes Gutenberg University at Mainz. Mm -hmm. They have a media or a geography, media and globalization master's degree. Um, and it's because it's one of the regional capitals of Germany mm -hmm. and has a, one of the regional like uh, PBS um, local there. So they trying to connect in with their community. Well, that's great. It sounds like it's a, a wonderful opportunity and you'll be able to bring back the knowledge that you've gained there to your students in Tucson, for sure. Yeah, and we, I have been teaching there for about four or five years. Um, we have a book series with them too, um, with Steiner Verlag, the media geography at Mainz, one of the more famous uh, media um, geography book series. There's about six or, oh, maybe we're up to nine now. Hmm. Somewhere there. Yeah. Really? Um, oh. It's been quite popular since 2008. At the start, uh, the cinematic world, we had the first international symposium on film and geography. And you say and, Springer is uh, the publisher? Um, Steiner Verlag out yeah. of Germany. Is, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's Springer in the U.S.? Well, I call yeah. it Springer. But yeah, Springer Verlag. Yeah. Okay. They, they, they do work. They're great, great editors. Yeah, that, that's been a great um, 
a great series to be working with um, mm -hmm. that university on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, um, I was going to ask you, Chris, about um, other aspects of your research because you've done you've done some peripheral oh, yeah. things as well. For oh, example, I recall I recall there was a time when there was some there was an unfriendly sheriff in Maricopa County that you conducted some research on. Would you care to comment on that? Well, yes, I'm mostly known for my film geography and media work, but on my, if you go to my, look me up and go to my research page at U of A, um, I've, I've done all kinds of work with within cultural geography. And that's, I think one of the best things of being a geographer is that it's like, don't put me in a box. I'm a geographer. I'll go wherever I want. So even my, um, yeah, that was the Joe Arpaio paper that you're speaking of, mm -hmm. which was, I was more writing about the commentary of living there. Um, it seems kind of what trite to talk about Joe with the world of Trump today, but um, that like new publications I have, I um, do a lot of work um, all over the place. So when I was at ASU, I did a lot of work with Dan Ariola on mm -hmm. um, urban colonias in Phoenix and cotton mm -hmm. camps, the mm -hmm. history of that. Um, more recently, I um, just published one on the uh, response to COVID-19 in terms of um, being able to develop and organize online learning communities with um, that was in Stan Brun's book on uh, COVID-19 and the mm -hmm. world of ad hoc geographies um, and did a historical GIS analysis of redlining, um, comparing Boston, Detroit, and LA then and now um, with population demographics using GIS and showing how segregation, you know, is generational and still, and, you know, still occurring in the, the red line districts. Um, so that's the, the fun part of being a geographer is just like, you don't get, don't get constrained into one area, but you can, you can kind of pursue your, you know, your, your, your fancy around quite a bit. As, well, as I think, <laughs> I, I think that's important for us to mention here. Um, you know, I'll I'll ask you I'll ask you now about colleagues at the U of A. Um, I know that uh, uh, Jan Monk was a wonderful colleague yes. for some time. Would you care to? And and you really had an especially close relationship with her. Uh, would you care to comment on that? Oh, geez, yeah, Jan and I go way back. I was just asked to to give my presidential papers to the APCG archive, which is kind of a joke because there's really not a lot of papers to mm -hmm. give. But I found all my pictures from the 2005 conference at, at the APCG. That's when Jan was, um, she was either president or just stepping down as president of the AAG and had pictures of her in there. But she's been, uh, what, uh, a mentor of mine for decades now and um, must have retired in the early, even might have retired before I started at U of A. At 2010, but was there mm. every was there every day up until COVID? Just you know, just a diehard and the top four publishers in the department. You know, as a retired faculty, and you know her work. It's just mm -hmm. it's equally ge um, geographic education as well as um, 
feminism and amazing. She had these amazing collections of women at work just all over the world. But when COVID hit, she got really sick and, um, and uh, with Alzheimer's. And so I, I helped take care of her for a number of years. Um, and she's now um, at a retirement community now, mm-hmm. doing quite well. But yeah, so we hung out. She was my my companion during COVID. And we hung out together. She's a, a wonderful person and a wonderful <laughs> geographer. And she's yeah. contributed so much to the field. Oh, yeah. She's she was a delightful colleague to have. Um, yeah, the, I've seen that another, de- I would say another department change over a bit at U of A with the um, a lot of the senior faculty like Sally Marston and Diana Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Oh, David Plain, for goodness sakes. A wonderful population geographer. Um, they're retiring or, and um, a lot of new faculty coming in. So I felt like we, you know, we had three regents faculty retired, Diana, Sally, and, and Connie Woodhouse, who's a, a tree ring lab mm-hmm. researcher. Just these amazing geographers, just, um, you know, retiring. It's like, how do we replace them? And then you just get these amazing new geographers coming in, too, as well, which is really cool. Well, it's, but, I yeah. mean, there there's certainly a lot of good new geographers coming coming into the field and, and, uh, and practicing their craft. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to feel... I'm the the silver haired, uh, the, <laughs> the, which is which is it's it's a nice role to be in too, where you can you know um, bring a little levity and 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 peace, hopefully, to the the, the newer junior faculty, um, you know, with some mentoring. Well, look, well, well, Chris, we we have about a minute to go here, and I'm going to ask you to reflect upon your career, think about you know the the years from. Oh From Lane Community College to <laughs> to uh, Hayward State to San Diego State to you know Southern Connecticut Arizona State U of A and Tucson, think about the people you've come in contact with along the way and and with with the knowledge that you have now, do you have any any solid advice you might wish to give to? aspiring students who are interested in pursuing the craft of geography or, or maybe even graduate students. Yeah. I would say service is not service is one of my phrases. I like to say that getting out and meeting people in the community and, and connecting with other geographers, it's just, there's so much joy in that. And um, you learn so much more by, by, helping support a, a, a larger group or, or getting involved um, at the community level, but especially with other geographers. Um, and not being afraid to have as many mentors as you can possibly have. Just mm-hmm. I've always been committed to reaching out and asking others for advice and um, getting feedback that you, you, you know that You've uh, gotten to a point when you know what the advice is going to be coming back at you, but you ask anyway because it's it's really nice to just have confirmation. But um, it's pretty special to to have those mentorships, you know, to re- over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think those things have really helped me out a lot in my career. I'd highly recommend that. 
Well, you've certainly reached a pinnacle of sorts, um, and I suspect you'll even go beyond it. But you've done pretty well for yourself, that's for sure. And it's it's been a privilege to to know you all of these years. Oh yes, it's been great to know you as well, well Chris. <laughs> I I think we'll we'll have to sign off on this episode in just a second, but I just want to say thank you for joining us today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It was really okay. fun chatting with you. It has been. And this concludes today's episode of Conversation with a Geographer. <laughs>